Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of February 10th, 2023. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginky's indeed. And Gray. What's happening, dudes? How have we been? It's been a while since we've actually come together and uh, actually listen to some other music here besides the Kohaku, so let's talk about what we've been listening to. Start with you, Gray. Yeah, so uh, I've been, well, one, I, I, I've been re- still listening to a lot of the stuff that we, you know, we listen, we talked about on the Kohaku episode. Like, just, I, I really liked Habit, and I've been going, kind of going back and listening to that. Uh, Chigao Sojanai by uh, Masayuki uh, Suzuki. I've been enjoying the first take version of that song quite a lot. Uh, it's just so much fun. And I've been listening to uh, Aimeon's latest album. Aimeon! Her latest album, Falling Into Your Eyes record. It's actually really good. I, I, yes, I like it. I, uh, I would highly agree it, with that. It's really I, good. I, I fell in love with that album so so much more than her prior works, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think this is the best stuff she's put out. Really, it, it, it's good. Uh, I, I've been listening to that specifically. Heart, uh, which uh, I, I did talk about how much I, I loved it on the uh, the Oricon episode. But you know, I'm just I, I still you know that's what led me to, to checking out this album and I think it's fantastic. So uh I I, I meant to listen to Love Love All Serve All, which is Fujikaze's latest album, but I have not gotten around to that one yet. So I'm gonna do that soon. It's on my to do list. Um some new stuff that's come out is so uh Op Path has dropped their first album, uh Showcase, and uh I, I like it. I mean, it's there's nothing really new here. It's it's mostly just you know stuff that they already. It's like everything that they released in the singles they comp- kind of compiled into an album. Uh, but I, I've been enjoying it. it. It's it's fun for what it is. Uh, Path. Uh, I I like these guys. So uh, I've been enjoying it. LOL's latest single, "Living It Up," is pretty fun. I think this is a pretty fun song and stuff. And I'm having some fun with that one too. Uh, it's not their best work, but it, for what it is, I'm enjoying it. I, I think "Magic of a Laugh" is still a better song. One and Only's latest single "You" with uh, three question marks is also really good. Uh, I really like that. Uh, one and Only, like sometimes they'll drop a, a song I like, sometimes they'll drop a song I don't like. I'm a little bit more hit and miss with One and Only, but "You" uh, is, is pretty good, and uh, I'm really enjoying that. Everyone knows that I, I ended the year really high on piping hot, and at the top of the year, they finally they finally dropped their second single, and I like it. Now I, I don't think it's as good as Beyond Venetus, but Uncover I, I do like. I, I have fun with it. I think it's a very interesting track, and uh, it's it's a solid follow up to Beyond Venetus. I was hoping they'd shake a up a little bit more than than what they did because uh, it, it's really like beyond Venetus and uncover in my two cents are they're kind of in the same ballpark if that makes any sense and I like it like I said I, I was hoping they'd shake it up more than what they did but for what it is I had a blast with it and been really enjoying that so uh, I, I've really been digging that uh, 
and I've been listening to Mabuta, which is Vondi's latest track. And that one's really good. That uh, Vondi is such a great uh, artist, and the more I listen to him, the more I like him. Uh, the longer his, like he goes, uh, the, I, I don't know. I think he's getting better. Uh, I, I really like a lot of his later his, his latest stuff, and uh, I th- I think that this guy's just getting started. So, uh, Mabuta is, is a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoying that, and uh, I uh, finally I, I've been looking for the song for a long time, and I don't I don't know where it's been hiding or whatnot. Actually, I know exactly where it's been hiding because I finally found it. But uh, I always loved the ending theme for Gundam Wing. Uh, and I was really excited when they added both openings, but I couldn't find It's Just Love by uh, Rumui Oishi at all. And uh, I finally, finally discovered, you have to go through the Mobile Suit Gundam original motion picture, but finally uh, I was able to find It's Just Love on Apple Music, and I've been going back and listening to that a lot because I I like that song. It's cute. Uh, it's, it's charming. There, there's a fun air about it that I really like, and uh, so I'm. I'd like to. I, I haven't figured out how I'm going to do this or anything like that, but I'd like to try to find like more throwback music to go back and listen to. Uh, and uh, it's just love. Just like happens to be, be something that uh, really has been top of mind as of late, and. I've been super enjoying that. It's just such a fun track. I've been listening to it on repeat. And uh, I'll probably be listening to it again tomorrow. So uh, that's that's pretty much it, uh, what I've been listening to. What about you, Luna? So there's been a lot of great releases, and it's been a while since we've talked. So one of the new releases that came out that I was anticipating was Banana Lemon dropped their first EP called Bestie. It's spelled a little odd, so whenever I see it, I think it says Betsy. Because it's spelled B-E-S-T-Y, so I, I keep interchanging it. But it had pretty much their previous digital singles, Phoenix, New Moon, Escort, Falling Into You, with the lead track Bestie, named after the EP. And it's interesting hearing some of their various styles it's definitely more western based especially when you hear like phoenix and escort but i honestly greatly enjoyed it i think bestie was my favorite track on there and i also thought new moon was very solid but in general if you like a western style with that more hip-hop r&b definitely check it out i was very glad to see this so this was how i started off february to be honest was the cp and then i also went back to an older artist that ken i'm sure you're very aware who this group is it's love psychedelico oh my goodness (laughs) oh yeah so i go back to them every once in a while because i absolutely love kumi the lead vocalist i just love their style because you know they they were they're like a folk rock, and they have like a 60s, 70s style at times, composition-wise. I love the track Lady Madonna. It's probably one of my favorites. So I went back to their best albums, because they have a couple, and just started listening to those. And then I realized they have a new album called A Revolution, and I have never been so excited 
that they released a new album because they, I mean, they're, they've been in the industry for over 20 years. So seeing this made me super, super happy. And I didn't realize it came out October of 2022. And so I feel like going back to them, listening to their older tracks, such as The Greatest Hits, which is what I start off at, and then I was listening to their Love Psychedelic Orchestra album as well. And then I realized, oh, A Revolution came out. And they don't disappoint. You get Kumi's typical vocals. And you do know what you're getting with Love Psychedelico. Their style has pretty much remained the same. And I, I do like that about them because it makes them stand out. They don't really change it up too much. But they have this unique style that is remnants of... 60s 70s music for example like the Beatles that was one of their biggest information I mean biggest inspirations and I just something about Kumi's vocals that I really like and those of you don't know she lived in San Francisco for a while so she sings in English quite a bit and A Revolution is pretty much almost all in English and it's too not it's not too late is also an amazing track I really like Sally I, I recommend checking them out, and Apple has not just, I mean, Apple has a great selection of that, so I recommend checking out their best albums, that way you get the best of all their music, and they have their Love Psychedelic, the best one and two on here, you could check out the Greatest Hits one, which is one of the things that got me started with them. And I also love their Love Psychedelic 3 album, Psychedelico 3 album, but I I highly recommend their music. It's a lot of fun. It's just this folk rock type style. And it's, I, I wouldn't say it's my chill music, but it's one of those comfort music that I, I just enjoy to go to. So that's been a big one. I also was listening to Hamasaki Ayumi dropped her newest album, Remember You. And I was anticipating this. I pre-ordered this, forgetting I pre-ordered it. And I was glad I did because it sold out. I got the fan club version. But, I mean, she had some great tracks already that I was hyped for. Summer Again was amazing. I, gr- I enjoyed nonfiction. That had made my OG last year. And the song Ohio uh, no Ki was on here. Haru, Haru Yokoi, those were on her A Ballads 2 album that came out. So it was great to see this near 23rd Monster. I mean, this whole album is absolutely fantastic and I cannot recommend it enough. Her new track, Not Remember You, is amazing, and it's probably one of my favorite songs on here. The lyrics really pull you in, especially knowing the backstory around them, as she actually wrote it in regards to an ex-team member of hers. So it was great hearing that. I just love what she put into this, as you think her last album came out in... It was... Was that 2016? Yeah, 2016 was her last studio album. So having one after so long is just a a nice treat. I mean, yes, she's had many albums in between, but Remember You feels like it had lived up for the hype for me. And that was my worry because sometimes I go into things and it might not live up to it, but it definitely did. And I cannot say... 
enough about how much I enjoyed it and how much I do recommend it. And even if you're not an IU fan, I still highly recommend checking it out as you might find some songs you like on it. I also checked out May J's new single, Perch and Light the Way, which dropped in January. And I, I honestly liked it. It, it. I like May J's vocals. I always love hearing something new from her. I, I enjoyed Perch as it was more of a relaxing type song, like a mid-tempo type track. I enjoyed the lyrics for it. I think her vocals were great. I do recommend checking that out. And one of my most shocking releases, I had no idea she still did music. And I got so excited that I decided to look her up is Tananka Alice. And I don't remember the last time she dropped something new. It had to been... It's been quite some time. Her last album was probably like aughts, 2000s, or like 2014 or so. And so seeing her drop a brand new album in 2023 excited me. And she's had some digital singles over the last couple years and some mini albums. But seeing her drop a brand new spanking new album called Tokyo Megami was just I was so hyped. I'm so excited. Not to mention, one of the tracks is featuring Ayuse Kozue, who I love. I love her. I think she's adorable. I like her style. And she does a track with Tanaka Alice, and they've done a lot of collabs together called My World. And it's very them. Very befitting. Gave me a throwback of some of the previous releases they've done together. I also like that I like her rap. She did make some of the songs more Western, but you could hear that Eastern feel. And I like it when she does use her vocals because her song One Heart is absolutely beautiful. Her vocals are gorgeous. And then you got tracks like Tokyo Megami and Country Girl, which is full of hip hop beats and her rap, which I greatly enjoy. And one thing I do like about her is when she switches from her rap to her vocals, there are times you're like, is this the same girl? So I like that she has that variety to her and she can just switch like that and her capabilities and you can't always tell it's the same person. So that was a very nice treat to find out of that release. Also checked out Udu's Contrast album, which is beautiful. I mean, I love her track First Love on there, an absolutely beautiful ballad. I think Love Song is great, Positive Nubu and Break. I... I love her cover of Dry Flower, actually. I was happy to see that included. I think my only issue with Contrast by Udu is there were... It was a a great album. It showcased her vocals. It was also a very chill album. And I feel like most of her music is like that. But at least with Orion Blue, I felt there were still more upbeat piano-type-based songs while Contrast just felt more concentrated on softer ballads and a softer side and there's no if you like that style that's great I think it's a beautifully done album but it wasn't as I don't know I was expecting a little more piano a little more upbeat stuff that that I had with Orion Blue versus Contrast still very good and one of the other ones that I discovered I I go on and off with T.A.C. because of auto-tuning, and he's a rapper, 
And he does a lot of stuff with Cream and their their entourage. So he released a new track and actually he's doing it with all these different these different girls are a part of it. The one that I liked the most was featuring someone named Manakashida. And the track is Konyamo Darekato, so pretty much with someone tonight. But I I love the beat to it. It has a nice, chillish hip-hop beat, but I love Manaka Shida's vocals and how T-Ace and her have a great collaboration and they're doing the song together. I think the flow is perfect. I think they, out of all the collaborations that he did with this, Manaka Shida is the best one of it. And I think it's because her voice flows well and something about their chemistry in it. You feel it in the song and you feel like this could totally work. And listening to the other ones, it doesn't quite feel like that. And I also like that each one, they change the melody a little bit. Not only is there a different girl, the melody's changed up. So that way you're not, you're just like, oh, why are they doing the same song with the same beat? So I do like that that was changed up each time. And then the, I'm sorry, I listened to a lot more than I thought I did. And then the last one I'll mention I listened to is a artist named Aimee I discovered, and it's just all lowercase a a i m e a m i I cannot talk tonight a i m i, and I found her. I'm trying to even think which artist I found her by. It might have been Emmy Maria, and she's an album come chosen one that came out actually February 2022. And it is fantastic. Her vocals are soulful. The music gives you this odds 2000s R&B feel to it. Her track Baby, Chosen One, Good Without You. I mean, the whole EP is just, I love it. And she sings mostly in English. Almost every track she does is in English. The lyrics are easily relatable, which is one of the reasons I absolutely fell in love with Chosen One and Good Without You. I could not get enough of her music, and she is just one of those gem artists that I did discover through Emmy Maria because they did a song called Day and Night. And going back through her discography, which isn't much, but her EPs are just phenomenal. She did a track called The Way featuring uh, Furui Riho, which is great, and I highly recommend checking her out. Especially if you like soulful music and she gives off the, the soulful R&B vibe and without the westernization, like the really hardcore, more R&B that it is now, it gives you more of that 2000s vibe. Like if you listen to Maya or some Janet Jackson, that type of thing, she gives you more of those vibes. And I, I really respect that. So I'm just going to stop right there because I could probably keep going. So, Ken, what about you? What have you been listening to? Uh, so I've been listening to a whole hodgepodge of things here. So, I mean, I can kind of go into the same thing like how you were. Um, so I was also listening to uh, Chigao Sojanai as well because that really gripped me as well there, Gray. So I was listening to it mostly because... I ended up finding it, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. No, no you you forgot because you kept on saying you couldn't find it during the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, I'm trying to repress this bad memory of me being an idiot, okay? I have to go through I'm this I'm trying every to time. repress it. <laughs> 
Um, I was also listening to Clock Lacks. They, they came out with a new single called Time Capsule, which is literally just a reintroduction song for them. There's literally no vocals in it whatsoever. It's just more of their their style and composition just put more so into the forefront, which is good because it's, you know, it's a reintroduction to math rock and math rock style. Um, so you got that there. Uh, I was listening to Jonah Gold's The Weeknd's album. Um, I particularly like Rain Dance. I think you would really like her, Luna. And if it wasn't a solo female vocal artist, she'd probably be music corner next week. But but we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of skip over that part. Just send that one my way. You know I like my solo female vocalist. Uh, I was also listening to uh, Mishia's Every Wish Deserves a Dream, which is the Tokyo Disney sea song that she sung. Obviously, that, as soon as I found that, that was immediately on my rotation. Like, as much as I loved watching the Kohaku version for it, you know, it, listening to the studio version of it still has that Disney magic, like I, how I was talking about when we were watching the live performance during the Kohaku. It's it's still freaking good, so I I would highly recommend that. I was also listening to uh, Sandame J Soul Brothers' latest EP called Stars. Um, overall, Stars was really good. However, the song that I would probably recommend, which I probably should have talked more about in my Ongaku Go here, was the Kono Utayo Kona Samemite, which is the B side song for it. It's probably the best use of their vocals to date and i would highly recommend that to them mostly because you know it really shows that what they are different from the xl tribes more so so i i would highly recommend that i i was also listening to iu as well uh but specifically i was listening to a couple of her old songs here i was listening to you uh, for no real particular reason here. I just felt like listening to it. But I ended up really falling in love with the Love's Classics version a whole lot. So as much as I know that the original version is a, is a little bit better, I really like the classic feel that the Love Classics one does with the composition. I agree. That version is beautiful as well. I, I have that I Love Classics albums, and I love the renditions on it. Yeah. So, I, w- I was also listening to Watashi no Nocturnal by Kane Iori Masaru. So, they're a pretty good rock band. I'm, I would highly recommend them. Actually, great. You should listen to them. Uh, I would also... Okay. I'll I was, check them out. Yeah, I was also listening to uh, 1096 by Cody and Lee. They're all right. They're more of a slower beat style composition. So there's that. So just be aware of that. And then I went into this huge wormhole from listening to Yuka um, with her latest single, Hoshi Zokyo, which is actually really good. I would highly recommend Yuka. I think you would really like her too, Luna. Um, the other thing is um, Idom with their Glow EP. He is a really good vocalist. His English, he just released an English version of this as well, so it's, that's very, very rare. It's okay, but I prefer the Japanese one 
overall. Uh, Turn, you know, a single by Kai Yamamoto. It's really, really good. Granted, a little dated because it was released back in summer of 22. But, and then I was listening to Nelco. Now, Nelco is a song that, or a, a band that I'd honestly recommend to you, Greg, as well. Uh, their latest single, Lighthouse, was absolutely fantastic. Uh, they're kind of a mixed bag of genres here because they do both uh, hip-hop, jazz, R&B, and city pop. So it's one a grab bag of all that stuff. Um, how, how do you spell that? Is it N-E-L-K-O? N-E-L-K-O. Um, and then I was listening to Sid Girl by Boku- Bokuda. Uh, Boda Kuda, sorry, the spelling there. Uh, really, really good. Um, her soulful voice, she has really good soulful vocals that I absolutely really like. Luna, I really think you'll like her as well. Uh, Psalm, uh, with their her latest single, Window, was fantastic as well. And finally, to kind of close that all out, is uh, Sayaka Inoue with Hadachi Judishi. That single is fantastic. A little bit generic on the pop side, but eh, it's it, it's what you get. I think it's a nice balance after all the the weird stuff that I was listening through throughout the couple of months here. But yeah, no, I was listening to a whole hodgepodge of things as well here. But oh, and then I was listening to Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core <laughs> because I was playing the game, so. Yeah, with that. So, if you guys don't notice this week, so because of the fact we are doing bi, bi weekly episodes now, so the first week of the month will always be the monthly Oricon charts of the previous month. So, because of the fact that we are in February already, we'll be doing the Oricon charts for January. So, this is a kind of nice refresher because of the fact that we get to see, for the most part, what of the overall month what took over the chart compared to doing weekly and kind of guessing halfway through that this song was popular so it's a nice refresher and looking at this it was kind of nice to see that honestly so overall oh well first of all what do you guys think of this format (laughs) of doing the monthly compared to the weekly now I like it because it's a great way to gauge and see the what really sold through that month and see how big those numbers are. And I also think it'll better gauge us to the end of the year. I, I like that we're switching it up and seeing a different side of this. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it'll be def- definitely interesting because, you know, I, I liked covering the weekly, but, you know, I... You know, I wouldn't know what was the number one single of the month or anything like that. I could probably, you know, ballpark it or guess it, but uh, it's it's almost kind of nice to see it from like a different angle and perspective, and um, it'll also shake it up from being monotonous a bit. Since you know, when we did the weeklies, we always had a lot of repeaters, so uh, hopefully we're not going to see that many of these. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we say that, but half half the stuff was still from last year. Yeah, well, no system is perfect. Yeah. But yeah, with that, let's go into the top ten here. So number ten was Hisashi Buddy No Lip Gloss. Now, um, one of the things here is, so I, I don't know if you guys re-listened re, re listened to this, but I, I 
I re-listened to everything. I, I treated this as a clean slate. So for me, it was kind of nice and refreshing to kind of have a nice sweep of going back to listening to Hisashi Budi no Lip Gloss. Granted, I still s- kind of feel the same way of how I did. I really, with AKB48 specifically, I really did like Sugar Night a whole lot better. <laughs> I'm with you on that because I felt the same way when I was listening to this. And I was glad to go back. And because I know we've talked about He Says She But He No Lip Gloss in the past. And I like going back to it, but it also made me realize, too, that there were a couple songs that I actually really liked better on the the cp and i i felt like they were overlooked and sugar night was one of them yeah no this i mean i I think i've listened to this ep for a while now and i I don't know sugar night to me is one of my least favorite tracks on this uh Mm -hmm. but i i I like i like hisashi really no lip gloss and i I like wonderful love i I think those are two really good tracks yeah wonderful love was, was really good as well yeah, but this is probably AKB's better releases over the past couple of releases. To be honest, yeah, I, I I've always felt like uh, th- this release package as a whole was uh, stronger than what they had been doing, and 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 stuff. And the more I listen to like Hisashi Buri no lip gloss, I, the more I like it. The more it grows on me. Uh, mm. Like it's. Uh, this is one of those things where it's, I was kind of met on it the first time I heard it, but the more I hear it, just the more I like it. I, I think the girls do a really good job. The melody works. The vocals work uh, for what they're doing. And I, I really like this track a lot more than I did the first week I covered it. And so I, I'm, di- I'm glad to see these girls on here. Uh, and, you know, it's nice to see... Th- I'm hoping because you know when we started the show, like AKB was at the top of their game, mm. and did, uh, well, so okay. When I say at the top of their game, like they were dominating the the, the charts, uh, mm. and they've not dominated. They have not dominated a chart in a while. So yes, yes, I, I don't know. I, I think this is a good. I, if they can continue kind of on this trajectory, I. I think we can see some 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 good stuff down the road. So, but it's up to them. They have to continue. The thing is, the one the one thing that I'll, I'll kind of point out here. The thing is that AKB needs they need someone in the forefront, which they don't have. And I know it's a a big ask because of the fact that they don't want to stress these girls out. But they need a they need some sort of aim to put in the forefront here because otherwise there's there's not much of a consistency of who's going to be top and i that for for me the heyday would would be the 2007 to 2012 to be honest and at that point they had consistent people who were trying to vying for the the simbatsu for the center part here and I just don't see it like that for these the these now group of girls for AKB, and that that's the only thing that 
for for me is missing because of the fact that they don't have a consistency of who's going to be in the Simbatsu. And because of that, they're just kind of relying on name only at this point to get them on top here. And once once they kind of find that consistency, I think it'll be a little bit much more of an easier ride for me to kind of get along here. I mean, hell, this is their 60th single. You know, we're kind of knocking on that point that they're just churning it out. Well, yeah, it, and I will say, you know, AKB they they have lost all their heavy hitters. They they don't they really don't have somebody in in the back, so to speak, that can kind of step up and and be a heavy hitter. So I I, I think I think that they would be able to develop some heavy hitters, but it'll take time, uh, and it, you know it takes a while for you know these girls to find certain fan bases and stuff. So it, it's I I don't know like it, AKB forty eight like we're gonna have to see like wh- where they like how do they move forward like where do they go from here and kind of what their strategy is moving forward. I, well, I think is, it, the thing is they should have been starting once Sashiara Nino announced her graduation because that was it. She was she was the last one. I mean, granted they have Kashiwaki Yuki who's just there. But for the most part, they don't have a catch-all name to be like, yes, this is the person that we would want to put in the center. And when they tried to do that, <laughs> she quit. <laughs> it was the girl from Teacher Teacher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, they also had the girl from Sustainable. She was the center in that. and That, that was the first time she was center in... Like, um, maybe one month after that song came out, she announced she was graduating. So I was like, okay, yeah, that was quick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. You know, they should have started this process a long time ago. They didn't for reasons I I will never understand. Yeah. But uh, I I do think uh, if there's any future for AKB48, they're gonna have to reestablish some sort of central figures in the group uh and i i think they will just it, it'll take some time to do that and uh like i said it, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here because uh, uh i i'm be i'm be interested to see who who's the single uh, the center for their next song or when it comes out, because I mean, they used to do like a release every quarter, and I think we got what two AKB forty songs last year. So uh, it it might be July before we even see AKB forty eight again. Nah, it'll probably be in April because they they probably they do a Sotsugiyo song usually, but <laughs> I, I I will say I personally I feel like they should bring back this the Simbatsu. Because uh, that that would be that was a good way for fans to get to know the girls. Uh, that that was a good way. You know, you'd have your favorites, uh, but you know, you get to uh, to see a little bit of everybody. And but, uh, when they got rid of it, it's like it was like uh, you know, it's like it's a little harder for people to to, to develop yeah. those. Uh, yeah. The thing I is, cannot that, find the word I'm looking for, but yeah, it, it it's sad because of the reason why. What happened, happened. 
and you know they should bring back the the simbatsu because pretty much half the girls that were in the simbatsu already left so <laughs> that, that, that that's pretty much it and they kind of need to start strong but the thing is it's going to get to that point that i think an ske member is going to be the center of an akb48 song and that's going to be really freaking weird at this point in time but i mean because hey you i would think the the next best person was nana okada and if it wasn't for her thing she would have been still here I, I do agree with you, but I mean, I realistically, how much longer up and up until she had to graduate? Like, I mean, she's getting she on probably, up there. So she's like what twenty four? Like, she'd have to graduate within the next year or two. No, Anyways. I mean, Shinoda Mariko stood in there until she was twenty seven. I think she she was there for a while, oh. and Kashiwagi Yuki's thirty, and she's still in the group. Oh wow! So, granted, Kashiwagi okay. Yuki, Kashiwagi Yuki should have graduated a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for for me, I, like twenty five seems to be about like a good age to kind of go off and do other things. Yeah, from like personally, I mean, obviously, if you want to decide you want to do that earlier than that, that's fine. Uh, but you know, if you've been with the group for a long time, around the twenty-five age mark, it's like okay, let, let's let's go see what you know. Let's let's go explore other options and stuff. Espe- especially if you've really built up your profile as a as a heavy center, you're going to have fans. They're going to want to follow you uh, and see what you do. So, I th- I think it would be your, to your betterment to take that popularity you have and try to you know capitalize on it and you know not share. You know, not just get whatever you get as part of a huge group. So, yeah, but there, there's caveats to that, and we can talk about this. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, we can talk about this in a, at a later point in time because I think it is a, a good, a good topic to talk about. You know what happens with these girls, and if it should be a good idea to to graduate early or not with your your peaks, which are which are high peaks and that. Because I mean. There are there are fairly good examples where that did happen and it helped them for a bit, but I it it we let's put a pin mark into this, but but regardless, Hisashi Booty No Lip Gloss sold a wonderful thirty three thousand and twenty two copies for the week of January or for the month of January, and that's 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 still. You know, for a song that came out back in Ju- in in October, that's still bonkers that it's on here. <laughs> but with that, let's continue on to number nine here, and it is Kokuni wa Nai Mono by Nogizaka Forty Six. This is another song which we all pretty much had light about it for the most part, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I I and going back to it. I mean, I still I I enjoyed it a lot more. I think Kokuni Kokuniwa Naimono. I mean, is a great track to be honest. And I actually think the single as a whole is very good. Yeah, th- this is a great track. This is something when when it first came around, I hit the plus sign on, and 
I actually, even though I hit the plus sign, I haven't listened to it as much as I, I would have liked. Uh, so it's nice to go back and listen to this again. I, I, I like Coco Ni, uh, Mono. That it's, it's a really good song. I, th- I think that was one of the stronger songs that Nogizaka 46 put out last year. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't it was a graduation nice to... song. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, it was not. And uh, I, I liked it. I, I, this this whole release is good, as Luna was saying. I really liked uh, Warui Sebun, which is the second track on, on air. I, I think it's really good. Uh, gr- great vocals uh, overall. Uh, I, I think this is a pretty... I, I, I was just saying, like, the whole special edition is, is really good. All, all seven tracks. And um, Warui Sebun is the number two track, and I, I really like that one uh, almost as much as I do uh, Koko ni Wanai Mono. So uh, this is a great release overall. Yeah, like for me, I've, I I honestly I do like Warui Sebun as well as as well as Kodekata. Kodekata was also really really good as well, but. I mean, for me, I thought this was probably the, one of the more bitter songs that Nogizaka has put out for a while. I mean, it's much better than Tsukito You Know Wa Raku Daze, I tell you that much. I, I did not really like that release. <laughs> Which was the release before this. But overall, I think for, for me, Nogizaka just has to continue doing what they're doing. They're slowly getting onto the right path here <laughs> they still have the same criticisms that i have with akb but it's not as bad as for the most part but yeah this week it's or this month it sold the wonderful thirty four thousand eight hundred eighty six copies and going on up to number eight it is our first new release of the year and it is rescue by Axis or Rax One S, I just put Axis at this point, but I've always pronounced that as Axis. Yes, it, yes. I, I don't know why, but in, in my head, I, I've been adding a U at the end of that. Rescue makes way more sense. I've been saying Resque. <laughs> shaking my head in <laughs> i was just like oh as, as it's, you it's, should as you should it's 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 rescue because the q is capitalized <laughs> that makes a whole lot of sense and they're just yeah up, like, it does it, it does it makes a, a way more the, sense <laughs> and it's for the anime called special forces so yeah it would make a whole lot more sense here i mean it could be risky to 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 save people and, and oh gosh and yeah no no rescue makes way more sense I, I don't know what i was thinking when i when i read that but oh my gosh yeah, look at their outfits on uh, that single i mean yeah. rescue it looks like they're gonna rescue people in those outfits yeah <laughs> Or but, at the yeah. very least, skydive. skydive. Yeah, no, right. But yeah, overall, what would you guys think about this? Um, f- f- for me, honestly, out of all the boy groups that we're going to be talking about, I think this had the most strong showing. 
And it isn't because of rescue. It's because of all the other B-side tracks. I loved My Girl, to be honest. And Candy was alright as well. I mean, Kimi Kimi Breakdown, that's a little bit much more bumpity for my, my taste. But overall, I really liked My Girl a, a whole lot more, to be honest. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I think you're you're right, Ken. Uh, I there is a group I, I like more than than this, but uh, for quality wise, I do think uh, uh, Axe's uh, "My Girl" is one of the better tracks that we'll talk about this week. Uh, I did not like "Rescue" as as a whole. Uh, it's okay for what it is. I, I liked it up until the, the rapper came in, and I, I I don't know about you guys, but I felt like that rapper was rapping in a different song than what was being played. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I mean, you're here, buddy. About, <laughs> speaking about rap in a totally different song, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Number three. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, that we will definitely get to that because that one suffered from a very similar problem. But uh, My Girl is pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, I think like all three of the B-tracks were, were pretty solid overall. I do think My Girl is the best of the three. Uh, but... Uh, it's yeah, it's done really good. And Axis is one of these groups I really need to check more out than what I've listened to because like we talk about, they come up sometimes, and I've been. It seems like you know sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't, and I really need to do a deep dive and really just check out these guys because uh, they really do have good vocals, and you you do get to hear that in My Girl. I think it comes together really well. I agree. I was very surprised by this, by Axis, because I I honestly am very picky on my boy groups, and I thought Rescue was... I felt the same way as Grey. Actually, I, I liked it up until the rap, because the rap just did not fit with the track, but I thought the vocals were good for Rescue, but my girl... In agreement with both Ken and Gray was very good. Their vocals are perfect. The composition matched very well. I mean, it was a cute song, well done, and it's what I would want out of a boy group like this. And I think Candy was pretty decent as well. Kimmy Kimmy Breakdown was okay, but I kind also Rescue kind of made me want to check out this anime. It's with just because I'm like, oh, the you know I. The song's pretty good. This might make me really like the show. I feel like opening and endings sometimes for me really do make that or make me want to watch something I might not be fully into. But I am looking... F- I I do want to check out some of the other music to see how it compares to this. I think I, I liked Axis and this release because it still had some cutesy vocals. It wasn't pop and lock, but it also wasn't too in your face. I felt like Kimmy Kimmy Breakdown started to get there for me, but the other tracks were just at that tempo where I'm not cringing because that's my problem sometimes with a lot of the boy groups is the energy is too much, but I think Axis just had that perfect amount, especially in My Girl. But regardless, Rescue sold a wonderful 35,730 copies here, and actually it's it's kind of amazing that with that much copies, it, and it hung out on that number 8 here, so overall, I mean, it did alright. But at number 7, it's Tsukiyomi and Idori. I mean, what more can we say? Because we've we've talked about this song 
At least since it's been on the Oricon. At least once or twice. I know we were mostly disappointed at not having this particular song at the Kohaku, but... I'm still upset about that because Tsukiyomi is just so beautiful and being and, I think and, if like I said if they wanted to do a much more dancey beat I think this would this would have been a little bit much more better than Ichiban. <laughs> I agree. Uh, agreed. Just completely agree. Yeah. But regardless, this week it sold the wonderful 36,530 copies. I, sh- I, I got to keep on into the habit of saying this month instead of this week cuz we're not doing weeks anymore. But Going on to number six here, it is a late edition from last year, and it is Sleeping Beauty by the Boys Boys Men Kenkusei group. So the Boys and Men group, they're little brothers here, they're Kenkuseis. And honestly, if you had told me that this was a little brother group to boys and men, I would not be able to say what was the difference because of the fact that they pretty much sound like boys and men. They do. And I don't mean, I... and I don't, I don't mean that as a knock, but it's just, hmm, yeah, it sounds like something that boys and men group would do. <laughs> It sounded all too familiar as soon as I started listening to Sleeping Beauty. I'm just like, why does this group sound familiar? Why does this sound something like Grey Freaking Loves is going to go Goo Goo Gaga over? And then I realized, then it's like, oh, Boyman, a Boyman Adia, Kinky say, oh, I think they're related. Oh, that's why. So I was like, oh boy. I mean,. I think they did have good vocals. I can tell you this is not for me. As soon as I heard Sleeping Beauty, I'm just like, and here we go. And I think it's because sometimes some of the energy is too much for me and this isn't my style. It's all cutesy, happy, dee 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 dee, you know? I like that with girl groups, but sometimes with boy groups, I, I have to be in that right mood. I I did think, you know, I thought Good Morning Smile was okay. I Hot hot, uh, hot times hot equals winter. I did not care for it at all. And I don't know. I'm just, I feel like this just wasn't for me. I understand the appeal. I know who its target is. It's definitely not me, but I understand why people like them. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I will say I, I, I like this quite a lot. Uh, this, this was very much reminiscent of Poison Men. Uh, and, uh, th- I guess that comes with the good and the bad. I I, I like this quite a lot. I-, I like the melody. I thought these guys had really good vocals, and uh, I I and I enjoyed this uh, for what it is. Uh, but y- you know, even though I I really liked it, I kind of realized like, eh, th- this is not going to be for everybody. I think it's pretty generic, fair when it comes to the, like idol group. But I mean, if you do like this style of music, I think there's plenty of here for you to like. But like I said, if you're not a big fan of like that boys and men's style idol music, I, I don't know if there's anything in this for you that you will like. Uh, but I, I did. I, I really like this. I, you know, it's a pretty simple song, but I think it lets them kind of focus on their vocals and harmonization a bit. Uh, and it comes together really well. I, I liked Sleeping Beauty. I liked Good Morning Smile. I thought that one was really good, too. So I, I liked this whole EP. And, I, I you know, I think I'm going to be listening to this 
for the next weekend, but I, I can see why some people will not listen to this again, and that's fine. I, I don't I don't think this release is for everybody. Yeah, like for me, like I said, I just it really sounded like Boys and Men, and that isn't enough to say because they're going to be the members' replacements. I I completely understand because it's getting to a point with Boys and Men. They're getting aged out for certain members. You know, as much as we don't want to admit it, I mean, they're going to get aged out eventually. And these are going to be the type of members that we're going to be listening to them. So obviously, them sounding exactly what that style is, is going to be nice. The thing is, why not just have them in boys and men already? (laughs) And just have this as a proper release, comparatively them being just the under under the the B side group for the most part. And I, you know, I say that knowing that there is a B side group for boys and men. So you know, it's it's kind of weird on the advertising part. I mean, probably they just wanted the money because they know that for the most part they're training these people that they're going to be part of boys and men, but. If they are going to be literally their replacements for the members that are already in Boys and Men, why not already just have them in Boys and Men proper? And that's my my whole thing about this particular release. I I, I do think they want to try to keep Boys and Men a particular size. Uh, this, this is like, like the one thought I have, and I, and, and I could I could be wrong because I'm guessing. But mm. I, I do think that they're wanting to try to like probably keep boys and men to a particular group number, while you know trying to train up the younger generation. So mm. uh, I, that, I that mean, might it, be why there's the split there. I mean, but the thing is, like, it'll be like AKB48 having their research students, their Kenkuses, release a single, where some of them might not even make it. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you also have uh, Hinatazaka 46, which started out as uh, Kiaka Kizaka 46. Hiragana. Uh, Hiragana. So. Yeah, but then this tells me that, but there's a difference with that. They're not just literally Kenkusei. <laughs> Even though they were made probably for the development as their backups. But, like I said, I don't know. Who knows? I, I just think that the, the naming scheme for this is just a little off. If they're going to be their own group, then that's fine. But then why call them that? Why call them this? <laughs> so, that, that that's my whole thing. And they could just be trying to capitalize on the popularity of boys and men. Hmm. Uh, be my other thought so so like if you're a boys and men fan you you, you know it's like oh i like boys and men i'll probably like these guys too uh, yeah but regardless this month it sold a lovely forty two thousand four hundred and twenty nine copies and going on up to number six here it is Watari Toritachi ni Sora wa Mienai. And I, personally, I thought this was probably out of the female side. This was probably one of the better releases <laughs> this week or this month. 
I agree. I was surprised how much I enjoyed Watari Dori Tachi Ni Sorawa Mienai. I love the melody. I thought the harmonizations were on point. I found myself very drawn into it. And I honestly thought the whole special edition single was a whole. I also really liked Yes, uh, Yesa no Omosa and uh, Kiswa Chodai. And I, I thought the whole single was very, very good. And I was actually surprised how much I liked it to the point I actually hit the plus sign on it, which I feel like I haven't done on a Nogizaka track in a while. Nogizaka. <laughs> this is NGT. 48. What's NGT's name? N- nothing. I mean, it's for Nagata. Oh, <laughs> uh, we just call him NGT. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's I not did... like we say Akihabara 48. <laughs> True. I know. I, I know. So- Never mind. I don't know why I was thinking Nogizaka. Oh, Lord, my head. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's it's in the same scheme. <laughs> I know. I I honestly, I don't think I've ever hit a plus song on an NGT48 song, to be honest. So mm. I think Watari Dori Tachi Ni Sorawa Mienai is probably the first, to be honest. And mm. I was kind of shocked how I kept finding myself drawn into it. And I also kept re-listening to it because I'd get halfway through and I'd get so sucked in and someone interrupt me and then I'd have to go back and start it again. So that could be why too. But I thought it was solid. I honestly love the vocal work in it and just the composition matched so well. Uh, yeah, no, NGT really knocked this out of the park. And uh, I, I think this is probably the strongest showing uh, any of the 48 sister groups have had in quite a long time. Uh, so, oh, Watari doi tachi ni sore wa mienai. But yeah, no, uh, this was a good release overall. I think the the girls did a great job with this. Uh, the vocals, the harmony, it all comes together really well. And it's just a really good release. Uh, I like this quite a lot. I, I didn't hit the plus sign. I, I might go back and do it. Sometimes I do that after the show. Uh, I'll go back and be like, you know, I, I you know, I'll, I'll, the more I talk about it, the more we, we kind of have this conversation about it. I do like it a bit more than I think. Uh, and so sometimes like I'll, I'll go back and add, add stuff. But at this moment, I haven't hit the plus sign on this, but uh, it is really good. I did hit the plus sign on something else we'll talk about later. And this is way better than what I hit the plus sign on. <laughs> so uh, it, but yeah, th- this is good. Uh, I-, I liked it. And I think this was a pretty good release overall. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, like I said, it's probably one of the better idol songs that we'll hear this this time around. And, you know, for for them, I, I know NGT had a lot of rough goes and for them to kind of finally pick it up here and it's it's been a while it it's they the last release that they did was a year prior to that one and overall i think slow and steady for them would probably be the best honestly i thought that they would have been gone (laughs) because of everything that happened but you know surprises me what happened here 
but regardless, this month, what Tari Dori Tachi Ni Sore Wa Mi and I sold a wonderful 52,520 copies here. And going on up to number four, it is Kamisame Date Kime Rarenai by. Uh, 7 over 22nd, or uh, 22nd over 7 here. And, you know, it's Akimoto Seiyu group here. Now, I know for you, Gray, and I guess Luna here, because we ha we have to bring this up. The second the second track on this lovely release, Inori no Suzuki here. I don't think that's a song. <laughs> it's not a no, song, right? No, it isn't. It's, it... it's literally lines of dialogue being across the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. It's more of like a dialogue or more of like a drama track. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, like a dramatic reading, maybe. Yeah. I was just like, this is not a song. <laughs> However, for me, for me, I I absolutely loved... I absolutely loved uh, uh, Nazo no Chikara, but but for one specific reason, <laughs> and it's because the chorus composition and melody is literally Kaede Michiwa. Now you replace Nazo no Chikara with Kaede Michiwa, it's the same exact freaking song. <laughs> I could not unhear that once you mentioned it because I also, my favorite track in here was Nazuno Chikara and I couldn't figure out why and then you then you mentioned, oh, it sounds like Kaede Michi Kaede ni oh my god, I can't talk tonight Kaede Michi Kaede Michiwa <laughs> Yeah, Kaede Michiwa, oh my god I swear I can't talk Hey, tonight. I put you to shame way, way more than that Don't worry about it, you're good <laughs> So, now that you said that, I hear that in my head, but I really did like Nazo no Chikara. Not that Kamisama Date Kimirara Nai was bad. I honestly didn't mind the vocals. I think that some of the talking in it is slightly off-putting, but I understand that's what you get with Nanabu uh, no Nijuni, is it's just yeah. how, how they are and how they've always been. But I still think the vocals they had in this release, minus Inochino Suzuki, because we determined that's a, uh, more of a drama track, you know, were yeah. solid. Like, Harero Akagumi was really good. Saigono Piano, Shirogumi. I mean, I honestly thought they do have great vocals, and I, but I can also see how they can be off-putting in a sense, too. Because I, they do off-put off put me, depending on the track. But I, I honestly thought it wasn't a bad release. Yeah, no, I, I actually thought this was their best release today. I, I thought it was really good. Uh, they, they do do a lot of uh, Kamisama Date uh, Kime ra, Ranai. Uh, uh, I really liked it. Like, like they, they do have a little bit of talking in it but this is something that uh this group does and uh, you know that, that's just a factor at this point yeah but, it's just the nature of their, yeah. their style at this point because yeah. of the fact that they are just say you idols yeah and but i i did i was i was i i minus the talk i actually liked uh kamisama date uh, kime 
Ralenai because it, it it worked really good. The vocals, the harmonization, uh, the melody uh, was really good. Uh, this was I I think their best song. I mean, uh, Nazo no uh, Chikara is pretty good. I, I missed what you you talked about, Ken. But and it's been so long since I heard the other song. I I I, I don't know if I'd pick up on that. I'd have to go back and re-listen to the original. And, no, and, like I, I, I like but, it's when I when I listened to it. I swear to God, I was like, I swear to God, I've heard this before. I don't know where. And then when I popped into chat, I was like. Oh, it's Kaini Michiwa! <laughs> it was bothering yeah. me for two days <laughs> when I heard this song. <laughs> no, I've been there. I, I, I've, I've been there 100%. But yeah, like I said, it's just, it's been so long. Uh, I'd, I'd have to go back and listen to compare the two. And, and but, honestly, that's my that's my favorite song from from Nogizaka so it's it's a little bit much more easier for me to to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I and I can see that too cuz uh there's other uh I mean I I like that song but uh it's like I said it's it's just it's been forever. But no, I, I like this. I even liked um Hare Ro. I I thought that was pretty good. Uh Oh yeah, Akubi, that was also Akubi. really good. Yeah. I I thought that was pretty solid too. But Regardless, Kamisame Date Kimedade Nai this month sold a wonderful 60,635 copies. And going on up, it is a debut by the Little League from Exile Tribe with their debut track called Hunter. Now, <laughs> it, it's been a while since we had a Exile Tribe group, so this would be what, the six Little Brother group now? I, in my mind, I can only think of four other ones, so I, I think it's the fifth, but it could so be the sixth. So it'd be the fifth? Yes, I, I think so. I can't Genera- numbers. I've lost track. Generations, Ballistic Rampage, Boys. Ballistic Boys, Fantastic. Those are the only four I can think of. Okay, so this would be the fifth one then. Yes. No, no, I think you're right. I think this would be the fifth then. Okay, but hey, we have a debut. <laughs> They're called. They're literally being called the Gen Z group, and that just makes my eyes roll so hard. And yeah, no, I can understand with their release of why they're being called a Gen Z group because yes, this is very westernized. This this release, Hunter has was very very westernized. Even Rolla Costa, which is a re-recording of their day, of their junior group stuff, was fairly westernized. I think. And overall, I just thought, if if this is what this group is going to be, this is not it. Granted, I thought the same thing for the Rampage, and I ended up really liking the Rampage. Because <laughs> remember when the Rampage first debuted? That was that was not good. <laughs> and they eventually found yeah. their spot, and I think sometimes it takes groups a while to do that. Yeah, and uh, Ballistic Boys kind of fell in a similar pattern. I, I mean, when you compare like their their most recent work to their debut stuff, it's almost two different groups. Yeah, it's night and day at that point. Yeah, I, I, so I, I will get this out of the way. 
I hit the plus sign. I don't know why. I I think it's out of just it's, like it's, it's, I like it's the exile tribes, the so ex- I'm just there. The exile tribes. You <laughs> love you know, that. It's, it's, it's funny. It's it's funny because I know you love the exile tribes, but you just never had liked the J Soul Brothers, which is supposed to be their 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 Omnimon version of the, all the exile tribe groups. <laughs> well, okay, so I did. I, I on your recommendation I did go while we were doing the show I I checked out Stars and really liked it and added hit the plus sign on that bad boy so that that was fantastic actually that that was better than anything we've we've talked about in this Oricon but Don't you. I, I will say <laughs> this much uh I I'm, I've got mixed feelings on this I, I actually liked Rolla Coaster uh, not Roller but Rolla with a A-H. Uh, I like that. I liked Coloring Book. I thought Coloring Book was actually a really good song. So, uh, Hunter, it's okay for what it is. I am I, I, I don't like it that much, but I can kind of see what they're going for, I guess. I I, I think there's potential here. Uh, that, that's how I'm going to phrase it, is potential. Because uh, there's some vocal work in here I, I like a little bit. There's some... A little rap work in here I like a little bit it, it's not coming together like it should uh, and Hunter is not a, a really good track the, the the melody is not all that good just it, it's not really I, I don't think it's a great track really but with what they're working with I like, I really think in time this could be a good group now now again it's going to be dependent on the project, like the songs that they do and the directions they want to go in and the audience they want to attract. But I think personally, you, you know, if they kind of refine this formula a little bit, I, I think they could have a really good group on their hands. It's just like they, they got, it needs a little bit of refinement and, and we'll see, we'll see how they turn out. Uh, because I, I, obviously this isn't the last we've heard of little league. So we'll, we'll see how things kind of shake out, but I, I hit the plus sign on this, and you know, like I said, I think it was more out of allegiance to to Exile Tribe than than actually being a, 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 a enjoying the the thing of its own merits. So take that for what what you will. So with it for me, I see the Western influence and I will say this LDH, that is a very smart move because they're looking at the industry, seeing what is popular worldwide. So I feel like with what Lil League did with this, you know, LDH is like, hey, we're going to form this Gen Z group because we know what Gen Z likes right now. We can see what's popular in the world we want in on this. We know we can do it. So I feel like Lil League really is doing that. And even though I'm not a fan of Hunter, hearing that Western influence in it, I obvious, it, you know what they're going for and what audience they're targeting. Obviously, yes, I do like Western music. I love it. You know, I mean, some modern, some not, depends. But I totally see what they're heading off of. I mean, Little League isn't for me. I did like Roller Coaster a little better. Same at Coloring Book. I do agree with Gray. I think they do need some refinement. They're still a debuting group. They definitely have room to grow easily and room to work with. So I am curious which way they're going to go. Are they going to stick with this more Western style? 
Which, being honest, if this does very well, especially outside Japan and worldwide, and gain some recognition, I mean, I can see LDH sticking with it. Because they are a, a company that wants to try to reach a worldwide audience, and has actually, you know, has artists come over to the States quite a bit, you know, even though it's in California. But still, they really are pushing that momentum, and I feel like that's kind of what Lil League from XL Tribe and Hunter shows, and even like Sandame Soul Brothers, you can hear that in some of their music, and I love them. Um, but I'm very curious, like how Lil League will do, how people will take it in, and see how they'll progress in the future. See that refinement come to fruition. Like Ballistic Boys, I, I actually really enjoyed, but you know they had some rough patches where I wasn't sure how I felt about their music, you know, but hearing them go and watching them grow, I'm looking forward to doing that with Lil League as well. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, for, as a debut, this is a little bit of a, a, not a good way to start on, but obviously they could change. I always give a group at least three singles or three releases before I kind of make my stamp on whether I'm going to continue on or not with them, but I mean, as of right now, we'll see how this goes because they could change over the next couple of releases and I could end up really liking them. But as of right now, if they're going towards the trajectory, I think they are going to. This is going to be one of the Exile Tribe groups that I'm not going to really look forward to. But regardless, this week it's sold, or this month it's sold. 195,000 copies and this this is actually really good you know selling over a hundred thousand over over two weeks here so that's that's really good for them but continuing on up to number two here it is the story of us by the kinky kids now i don't honestly know how to really feel about this release i thought that for for me it was just a little bit out place for them and that's that's the weirdest thing for me to say for a johnny's group that you know has been as tenured as they have but for me it just seems a little bit out of place for for kinky kids yeah i i honestly i'm not i'm, I'm just gonna say it i've never really gotten into kinky kids music i do understand what they're trying to do i might like some of their older tracks I appreciate that the story of us was more vocal heavy and what they're trying to do. I just don't think it was quite for me. And I personally didn't care for the track, but if you're a kinky kids fan, I can see you, you know, people obviously liking it and being drawn to it. I do think the composition is really good. It's just, there's something off putting vocally for me, but I do appreciate that they did I'll try to do a lot with their vocals and I also liked it better than the the Kohaku tracks they did but then again I'm also not the biggest I'm not super into this group yeah same I I, I struggled to like kinky kids too uh, you're, you're not alone Luna uh, and you know I, I want to like them because I, I like Johnny's and stuff and you know I'm certain you know kinky kids is very talented group but every time i, I check them out I, I don't know just something's not clicking right uh well, i mean this, also you're, you've been known to only like the latter the new generation johnny people oh that, that's 100 percent true you know that, that that's 100 percent true so uh but 
Uh, Kiki, this is, it's okay for what it is. I, I mm. too, I, I don't know. I wasn't blown away by it either. I, I do appreciate a more vocal intensive performance by these guys because they, they do have good vocals and it's nice to hear it. But the, I don't know, the way, it doesn't quite come together. It, it the, When you're doing like a ballad style like this, like, I, I don't know, this really feels like it just kind of falls into the background a little bit for what it is. It's it's nice. It's like I said, they do good work, but I I think you know this is going to be forgettable, and I I think in like a week's time I'm not going to be thinking much about this track, and it it kind of breaks my heart a little bit because it's like you know I'd like to like Kinky Kids, but I I don't know. Just there's something weird about this track. I don't think it quite works for what they're trying to do. And that's sad. Like honestly, I thought it was a, a fairly nice song overall, but just it just sounds tone tonally a little bit different than what I usually think of them. But regardless, this month it sold a wonderful one hundred eighty one thousand six hundred twenty two copies here. And going on um, to number one is going to be the Japanese version of Fearless, which is done by Le Seraphim. No, no, I've, I've known I've been butchering this this lovely group many times forward. <laughs> Even though we did, we it's it's not what we think it is, but it should be pronounced that way, right? <laughs> yes, Le Seraphim. Uh, correct, yes, Le Seraphim. Okay, now I, you know, for me, I could care less about Fearless because I thought it was an alright song, and the 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 showing that they did in the Kohaku told me what I needed to tell about them. So overall, I thought it was alright. However, I really did think that Blue Flame was absolutely fantastic to the point that I put the plus sign on that particular song only. And I agree. Like, I also feel the same way about Blue Flame, but I also like Fearless. And I, I, I and I liked Fearless since I saw them on Nikohaku. So, you know, I'm a little biased on that. I think. I, I think Fearless is a fun track, but Blue Flame is obviously the better track when you listen to it. Fearless is one you'd play in, like, a club or something, DNC, something like that. While I feel like Blue Flame has a very interesting composition, and I love how it opens. I also like it, like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. But I think it's more befitting of their vocals, and... I, that's the more of the music I would like to hear by Le Seraphim is something like Blue Flame. Well, also, Blue Flame is still in a very interesting style. It's not... Uh, it, it's, it doesn't... It's it, it doesn't rely on the heavy dance-centric compositions. Yes. But mm-hmm. it also doesn't rely on the cutesy thing like how Twice does. And yes. it's it's its own thing, which I honestly like so much more comparatively. And if the songs that Le Seraphim are going to do are going to be of this style, hell, I think this might be the first Korean group in a long time since we've done this podcast that I think I will follow. And this is coming from pers- from Sakura uh, Miyawaki, who used to be in freaking Aiza, or Is One. And we hate it, Is One. Yes. 
And Still do. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like <laughs> just, just yeah, to be fair, she might have just needed to find a group with members that they meshed better, that they had more of a better collaboration type of thing. Because I feel like my thing with is one was it just didn't feel very as put together. I feel like with Blue Flame and even though. I know we're not all keen on Fearless. I still feel like those tracks are very well put together and like Blue Flame doesn't rely on what a lot of the other K-pop girl groups are relying on and it brings something unique to the table and makes them stand out. And I feel like you really do need that and you need a good collaboration and charisma and I'm trying to think of the other word, um, chemistry between all the members. And I feel like Les Seraphim does actually have that pretty well. So, and I, I honestly think that makes them stand out. I hope they do more tracks like Blue Flame because I really liked that. I, I really think it comes down to who, who's who's producing the group because, uh, I mean, there's some groups that. Uh, I don't know. Like they seem to like go through like different phases of be like being good or bad, and I, I think that that one girl, uh, you know, probably just felt like she could do a better job producing a group, and that's why she did La Seraphim. And I, you know, Fearless. The more I listen to it, the more it kind of grows on me. I'm I'm kind of growing to like it a bit. Uh, and I don't know the the Japanese version of that song works really well. It flows really yes, good. It's yes, got a good it, connection yes, yes, it to does. it. Uh, I, I do. I think Blue Flame is really good. Uh, I, I don't. I was bobbing my head in choices too. I mean, it's yes, it yes. like Choice, choices was really good as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like I don't know. I think this whole, I, I think this whole thing's coming together. I think I think who's producing Les uh is doing a good job, and I, I think that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the girls deserve credit for for doing a great job with the material that they're given. But oh yes, uh, you know the producers now, are the ones that. C- come together with the songs and stuff and sometimes you know a, a bad producer can take a good can take a good group so, so i I, th- so, I think uh go on what's what's very interesting i don't know if you guys looked at the the image cover of this so now if you take take all the the words fearless and put it on top of that top line there the lines if you follow the lines closely will spell out Le Seraphim. The lines match to where the angles is. And that's what their logo is. Which is A, freaking smart, to be mm-hmm. honest. Some good marketing right there. <laughs> because that means their logo is going to be always this. And I when I when I look them up just now, that's what that logo is. Their, their logo is literally what this logo is right now. And it makes a whole lot of sense that their first one is fearless and that it shows where it quote unquote lines up to be sorry to interfere with that I just when I saw that I was just like wow that is very very interesting that they decided to do that and if they continue doing this logo I think it's very very smart I agree I think it's it's actually great in marketing and it brings something unique to it too regardless I think that I mean we're 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 kind of dick hopping really hard on them to be honest and it's been a while since we've actually done that all three of us as a as a group here (laughs) no i agree i mean have we ever really been 
th- this high on a Korean group? I, I don't think we have. No, we have not. Honestly, yeah. the only group that I think that all three of us, at, as, as a release, I think was TT. And that was because of the fact that we were shoved it down our throat during Kohaku time. True. I mean, we also like Twice's I Can't Stop Me. Mm. I remember we all three liked that one, but the only thing is there was only a Korean version of that. There was never a Japanese version. Yeah. So I don't think that really counts. It'll be very interesting overall how how this group is going to be on for, and if they are going to continue on being these six members. There's five. I I thought six. There were six. One left. I'm double checking. One, One just left. Yeah, there's five members right now. One left. Mm-hmm. Regardless, if, if if they're gonna still keep without really adding other people here, I think it would be very smart for them. No, I agree, but, and yeah. I'm curious to see what else they'll bring because they just dropped a, a new Korean mini album. Uh, besides Fearless, Fearless was their first. So it'll be interesting to see what else they'll bring to the Japanese music industry. Because I feel like they're going to yeah. do a good job of moving, you know, doing these consecutively, you know, with how their releases. So. Yeah. So, regardless, I think. I think I'm going to be really looking forward to this, to these these releases for now and to the point that the next time I'm in Japan I think I'm going to try and pick this particular single up I never thought I'd say that in a long time for Korean artists and what has it been Girls Generation it would be Girls Generation it's the last like it would be around that time it would be Girls Generation Kara Kara I think Kara would, would have been around that last time I mean, th- I think Je- um, Roller Je- Rolling Coast of Love would would have been the oh, last Je- single Coast I bought. Down. Yeah. So, but regardless, you know, Fearless sold 222,286 copies. And this is so, this is only in the month of January. Now, this is very, very important to bring this up. This literally sold one week of record time and took number one. Now, space that out for a whole month. I, I'll i be very interested to see where it places next month. If it, if it still places next month, I'll be very, very interested to see where Fearless shows up. Because this is only on one week's worth of sales. And it's number one. Yep. No, I, I'm curious really to see how well this will do next month. Because like you said, it's only been out for not that long. And look how much it's already sold. Yeah. Just taking a peek at the, like, it's still in the weekly charts. I mean, it only sold, it, it, it's only yeah. one week worth of time. So obviously yeah. it'd be in the weekly. It, it should, it should sold, be on it, next it, month. It, it came on last week. So <laughs> But with that, let's go on over to the albums real fast here. I kind of want to be interested in what sells for the month. Um, just very interested. Ooh, so Spectre. So that is... Seisei Hoshisore. That is... Um, Hello Live here. So V2ers on here. Mishia's Greatest. 
greatest albums on there too 17 i'm not really surprised because we've been seeing 17 every so often uh uh you mona by back number that is their best it's a really good album i was listening to that as well and then koi by six stones wow half half a mil for the month and it was sold on the top of the top of the top of the month here or for stones here that's that's very interesting I mean, so I think uh, our, happy our, for our predictions are. I, I mean, I think our predictions are going to be very, very much so. This selling half a mil at at the beginning of the month, I think it's going to get to to a million. I think it's going to go plat. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so too. But yeah, regardless, be on the lookout for our next episode, which will happen within uh, two weeks or so here, and. We'll be talking about a specific topic, and um, it'll be very interesting to see how you guys would like the format of the, how we're going to do the show now. Uh, it'll be a little bit much more like around these sizes, hopefully not too long, but I am very interested to see how you guys would tackle the topics here from now on, but I look forward to it, and I hope you guys as well, if you guys have any other topics that you want to bring up to be just let us know here so but yeah with that I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ongakudu you can follow us on all social media platforms at Ongakudu on Twitter and Instagram you can also follow the website where we talk about the Japanese music releases at Ongakudu.com you can also follow us our affiliates Koryu Hunter, who is a retro streamer, you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a retro streamer in of himself, and he's going through the lovely lore of World of Warcraft. God bless his soul for that. And you can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who is probably still doing her lovely collaboration with HelloFresh, right? Or is that was that only in December? That was only in December from what I know. And I want to say she has been streaming some Genshin Impact and some Monster Hunter Rise as well. Ah, I see, I see. But yeah, if you want to check her out, go check her out at Twitch.tv slash Rainstar Kitty R A I N S C A R K I T T Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is our affiliate smut writer here. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F A N G I R L H A S N O N A M E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Timber, Kyo, and Fangirl talk about the gaming news on Potosaurus. This past week, we talked about. A whole bunch of things, such as MAGFest, we talked about Fire Emblem Engage, we also talked about Skies of Arcadia, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you want to hear any of that uh, topics and how we feel about it, you can check it out by listening to Potosaurus. Look up Curry Hunter, same as his Twitch channel, on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, My Naibo, Roboco, Herobo, and Joshi, Co, uh, Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at Ongaku Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. 
And where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on all the social media such as Letterboxd, Serialized, Kitsu, my anime list, Anime Planets, uh, and the Twitters as LunaMaria87, L-U-N-A-M-A-R-I-A-87, and Nerdy Collector on Instagram. Ner- the, the Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram, or you can check out what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and photos and videos of my crazy cats. Well, yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku to You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye bye. This is Luna. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed our new format. And please shoot any ideas or topics our way. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.